Welcome to not only day five of our look through 1 Corinthians chapter 16, but also our last day of our look together through 1 Corinthians. And I have to begin by saying congratulations. Congratulations for coming to the end of this study. And in the end of this study, I'm praying God's going to refresh your spirit. It's not just we're coming to the end and we sort of... uh, lose our energy towards the end, but instead, ending with a bang, how does God want to refresh my spirit for this day and the days to come? We've been talking this week about the kind of spirit that God wants us to have. And we've talked about living with an expectant spirit and a giving spirit. We've talked about living in our daily lives with a, with a spirit of strength and power, victorious spirit that comes from him. The idea of living with a humble and submissive spirit. The fifth spirit, kind of spirit that Paul talks about, I see indicated in this chapter, is a refreshed spirit. Paul talks about his spirit being refreshed. And he talks about his spirit being refreshed through his relationships with other believers, his fellowship with others. The experience of Christian fellowship refreshes our spirit like nothing else can. If your spiritual feet need a retread, if your spiritual spring needs to be refreshed, if your spiritual life needs to be renewed, God will often use the fellowship of other believers. Now, you're thinking, well, not for me. Other believers wear me out sometimes. Then stick with this chapter. Stick with these verses. God has something to say to all of us about how he wants to refresh our spirits. Listen to what Paul says in verses 17 to 20. I was glad when Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus arrived because they supplied what was lacking from you. For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. The churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord. And so does the church that meets in their house. All the brothers here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now look at this list of people. Paul talks about Stephanus, which we mentioned earlier, uh, that man who had been the first of Achaeus to be able to be reached for the Lord. And because of that, he had reached others. And now he talks about Fortunatus and Achaicus, who obviously, to me, it seems, are others who have been reached out of the city of Corinth for the Lord. He talks about all the churches of Asia. He talks about Aquila and Priscilla. He talks about teacher friends. These friends, Aquila and Priscilla, are friends that Paul had met when he first came to Corinth. So they tied into the Corinthian church. And then he says at the end, everybody sends you a greetings. Uh, There's this this refreshing sense of fellowship in these verses. And then down in verse 21 and 22, Paul says, I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. Come, O Lord. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, before we dig in a little bit more to what it means to have a refreshed spirit, I just love Paul's spirit in these verses. It's the typical mercurial Paul just flashing from one side of the emotion to the other. He says, if anyone doesn't love the Lord, a curse be on him. Come, O Lord, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. That's Paul. In fact, it's even stronger in the Greek language. In the Greek language, the word curse is anathema, and the word come, O Lord, is one word maranatha. And they're put together in this sentence. So what he says is anathema, maranatha. He's got both of them right beside each other. That's Paul. That's Paul. A curse be on those who are not following Jesus Christ and come, O Lord Jesus, quickly because we need you to save this world. He lived with both of those attitudes in his life. And because he was a combative man, he was able to really go out there and gain some victories for Christ. But because he was also a man filled with faith, Jesus is coming. He is able to sustain his faith through all the opposition that he had to face. And instead of his life becoming about the opposition, his life continued to be about the Lord Jesus. 
You never want your life to become about the opposition. You're going to face opposition, but don't let them don't let them identify and mark your life. Let the love of Jesus determine your life. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Now, when it comes to living with new energy, Paul, as he talks about all these friends, he uses two phrases in these verses that remind you and I about where we get new energy, a refreshed spirit in our lives. He says, there are those who came who supplied what is lacking, and he says, there are those who came who refreshed my spirit. You need both in your life. It might be the same person, people who supply what is lacking and people who refresh your spirit. You need people in your life who supply what is lacking. Look for people in your life who supply what you don't already have in your life. There are times in your life when you just lack the faith maybe even to take the next step. Then look for someone else who can help you to have that kind of faith. The temptation we have many times as believers is to think, I don't have enough faith right now, so i got to just get closer to Jesus. And then maybe when I have enough faith, then I can get around other believers again because I'll have something to share with them. Well, the truth of the matter is, oftentimes when you're lacking something in your life, it's a sign that you need another person in your life. Now, it's Jesus who's going to meet that need, no doubt. But he often wants to meet that need through another person. This could be about something material. You lack something materially to make the next step in your life or to have the needs of your family met. God wants to use another person. It could also be about something spiritual. You're lacking the ability to do what you believe God wants you to do. Maybe it's a new ministry you want to get started. God wants to put new people in your life to supply what is lacking in your life. Now, Paul says it was lacking from you. The Corinthians weren't able to be there, so these friends came instead. You need to look for people in your life who supply what is lacking. And then he says, they refreshed my spirit. You need to look for people who refresh your spirit. Now, not everyone you're around in life is going to refresh your spirit. There are people in life that drain you. There are situations and circumstances in life that drain you. But if you find yourself putting yourself only in circumstances that drain you, then you're not taking the lesson from the Apostle Paul. You're not taking the lesson even from Jesus. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. He spent time with the Father. He often spent time with his disciples. You need to find the people in your life who actually refresh your spirit and spend time with them because most likely you also refresh their spirit. It's amazing how iron sharpens iron in that. There are people in your life who are the, we sometimes call them the EGR people, the extra grace required people. Every time you're with them, and it may not be this way for everybody else, but especially for you, every time you're with them, you have to work hard at being a Christian. Well, keep being with them and keep serving them, but also find the other kind of people in your life. The kind of people in your life who are applauding you along the way, who are giving you strength. Some, somebody's called these balcony people at one time. They stand in the balcony, and when God's doing good things in your life, they are on your side. They are the kind of people who refresh your spirit. Do you have those kind of people in your life? If not, get them in your life. Maybe you had them in the past, and those relationships, for some reason, they've moved away. Something has happened, and you find yourself feeling drained more and more in the faith. Who do you need to get back into your life that refreshes your spirit, who supplies what is lacking in your life. And so with this, my love to you all in Christ Jesus, amen, we come to the end of 1 Corinthians. And I pray that spending this time with Paul has refreshed your spirit. This is the question and answer book of the New Testament. And it's my prayer that as he's answered their questions, he's given you a picture of what God wants to be doing in your life. As Paul answers their questions, has answered their questions about the divisions in the church, 
he gave us a picture of practical Christian unity. As he answered their questions about the struggles that they were having in worship, he gave us a picture of outstanding worship in our own lives. As he answered their questions about the struggles they were having with hope and life after death, he gave us a picture of the resurrected body that we can all look forward to. And that gets to the main lesson of 1 Corinthians. These believers were struggling, but God had answers. And because they told Paul they were struggling, God showed them the answers. The lesson of 1 Corinthians is we all struggle as believers. Don't pretend that you don't. So you can either pretend that you don't and never get God's answers, or you can tell God and you can tell others what you're struggling with. You tell God and you tell others what you're struggling with because he has answers. He has answers to those struggles that will fill you with faith, hope, and love. Let's pray together. Jesus, help us to talk about it. Help us to talk about the struggles that we have with other believers, the struggles that we have with worship, the struggles that we have with faith, the struggles that we have with doubt, the struggles that we have even with you. Help us to talk about it and then listen for your answers. To talk about it with you in prayer, to talk about it with others, and then listen to your answers. You're a God who is more than willing to listen to our struggles, but you're also a God who's more than willing to show up with answers in our lives. Lord, we don't wanna live in the place of struggle, but we also don't wanna live pretending that we never struggle. We struggle as believers, we admit it. We need your answers. So thank you for this book, through this book, for giving us so many answers. And thank you for the further answers that you have as we share with you our heart in day-to-day -day life. Thank you for the truth of 1 Corinthians. Thank you for the truth of faith, hope, and love. Let it sink its way into our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I'm glad that you joined us for this study of 1 Corinthians. As you may know, we have a lot of other studies in Drive Time Devotions. You can go to drivetimedevotions.com and there you can look up many of our other studies, take any of the other books that we've already done, or you can just stick in with us for next week with this daily podcast. We'll be looking forward to the next book that we're gonna study together. Thanks for being part of studying God's Word in Drive Time Devotions. Mm -hmm.